You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 211 of the Make It British podcast and Happy New Year. So this episode is the first one of 2022. I hope you had a wonderful festive break and you're ready to go and looking forward to the year that we've got coming up. Can't be much worse than the last two, can it? So today I'm going to bring you my top six trends for UK made brands in 2022, which has become a bit of a yearly tradition. I did the trends for 20, 20, I nearly said 2011 then, 2021, this time last year. And so this year I thought I'd look at what has changed and what is important for small product-based businesses that make in the UK in the coming 12 months and beyond. So let's go. So if you've got a business that's making or selling products that are made in the UK, what are those important things that are going to happen this year that you need to be aware of? Now, whilst the last two years have shown us that it is almost impossible to predict the unpredictable, having worked with hundreds of small businesses that make in the UK over the last 10 years, I can definitely see patterns that are emerging. And if you want to have a successful business, then please don't stick your head in the sand and hope that none of these trends and things that are going to happen this year apply to you. Look instead at each one of these being an opportunity for you and your business and think about how you may be able to incorporate them into your business strategy and make sure that you safeguard yourself for the future. Right, so the first one I've got on my list is everyone is going local. Now, when I started Make It British 11 years ago now, the brands that made in the UK were relatively few and far between. There were the businesses that had always made in the UK and it was part of their DNA, like John Smedley, Johnson's of Elgin. And then there were smaller businesses that used local manufacturing as a stopgap on their way to China. And there was actually very little in between. But oh, how things have changed in the last decade. More than I ever could have predicted, actually. And the combination of the pandemic and Brexit have really sped up the rush to make locally. And that probably would have happened anyway. And we were naturally seeing more businesses that wanted to make here, but it's happened at a much faster pace over the last couple of years. So with supply chain issues and the rising cost of importing goods that have both occurred as a result of Brexit, plus the general disruption that various lockdowns around the world that they've had on manufacturing productivity across the globe, it's not actually surprising that many brands that have previously only made overseas are now looking to get a foothold in a UK factory. 
This has probably been extremely frustrating for you if you're a business that's been making in the UK for a while, because one of the reasons you probably made in the UK was that you could take advantage of shorter lead times, quicker turnaround on your manufacturing. And now other people have steamed in and taken up the factory space and lean times have got longer. And that's certainly what's been happening in 2021. I think you need to be prepared for the fact that this may be the case for quite a while now. But remember, it is still going to be much quicker to make in the UK, even with slightly longer lead times, than waiting for your stock to come from somewhere like China. So look on the bright side. But this is why it is also extremely important to build the right relationship with your manufacturers and suppliers so that you are a valued customer and your business is prioritised when they start to get busy. Now is not the time to start looking around for different manufacturers in order to save a few pennies. Be loyal to the manufacturer that you have in 2022 and I assure you it will reap dividends. You can do that by keeping them updated with what you're doing. Try and give them some sort of plan or production schedule so that they can see what your goals are for the year and they can see that you're developing a partnership with them. If you've not yet made your plan for 2022, then it is probably a good time to do so. And you can always adjust it later. But having some sort of plan in place is much better than no plan at all. And if you haven't got a plan, take a listen to episode number 208 because I've got some ideas in there for how you can plan this year to be your best year yet. Okay, so now my trend number two that you need to be aware of for 2022 is that sustainability is now the new normal. Now, you may have noticed that the S word, sustainability, is absolutely everywhere now. A bit like the word British, many brands are throwing around the word sustainability with gay abandon in the hope that it will gain them a few brownie points with their customers with actually very little to substantiate it. I was walking down Oxford Street a few months ago in in central London and there was a hoarding around a new shop. And on that hoarding, in massive letters, it said, Ted Baker, aiming to be the most sustainable clothing brand listed on the FTSE 100 by 2030 or something to that effect. I wish I'd taken a photograph of it now. It may not have been the FTSE 100, but it was something like listed company or, or something like that. And the way they'd written it as well the emphasis was on the most sustainable brand bit. So you actually read it, if you quickly glanced at it, Ted Baker, most sustainable brand. And passers-by who are maybe less sceptical than I am probably would have walked away thinking, great, I can buy into Ted Baker, knowing that they're sustainable. But actually, if you take a quick look at the Fashion Revolution Transparency Index, which they did for 2021, and I'll put the link for that in the show notes for you, it actually reveals that Ted Baker is far from the most sustainable brand right now. They actually only achieved an overall score in that index of 21 out of 100, which was way below other companies in the UK that make clothing like ASOS, M&S, Sainsbury's. They were all in the 40s. Still a long way to go, but certainly more sustainable than Ted. So, oh dear, Ted, what a load of greenwashing. Now, as a small business, you can do so much better than the greenwashing that is going on with these big brands, especially if you make in the UK. 
And because the word sustainability has become so ubiquitous, just like having a Made in the UK label on your products, it is now not enough of a USP these days to say you are a sustainable brand. I know that sounds harsh. I know a lot of people have been using that as their USP, but the S word is just everywhere. And whether everyone else is using it genuinely or not, you need to be absolutely watertight in your explanation to your customers about what sustainability means to your business and therefore to them. And that means being able to explain exactly how you are sustainable. So for instance, are all of the materials that you use for your products able to be easily recycled at the end of their life? Or are all of the people that are within your supply chain being treated fairly and being paid a fair wage? And how do you know that? Do you know that for certain? And do you encourage your customers to extend the life of the product that they buy from you, either by returning it or repairing it? And also, what are the carbon emissions that are produced throughout your whole supply chain from the way your raw materials are made to the energy that your factory is using? So can you see there are so many different aspects to a sustainable brand and you need to be able to answer those questions? I read a really good book over the Christmas holidays by Azure Barber called Consumed. It's a really fantastic read for anyone that is interested in the very complex world of sustainability in the fashion supply chain. And it's books like this and campaigns by organisations such as Fashion Revolution that are making consumers much more savvy about what sustainability really means. And if you don't educate yourself about what is going on in your supply chain, then at some point you're going to be found out and that is very bad PR. So make sure that you use the word sustainable sparingly and wisely. And I'll also pop a link to Azure Barber's book in the show notes of the podcast. Right, trend number three is that simplicity is key. Now, David Hyatt, founder of Hyatt Denim, has become synonymous with the phrase, do one thing well. He's even created a list called the Do One Thing Well list, which highlights a list of companies that subscribe to this way of doing business. And I think there is a lot to be said for this philosophy of do one thing well going into 2022. The product businesses that I have seen doing consistently well over the last few years have been laser focused in what they stand for and what they offer their customers. The more complex your business is, the more difficult it is to pivot when you need to. And in this ever-changing world, it is more important than ever to be able to pivot quickly. Just look at all of the manufacturers who pivoted to making PPE rather than dresses or airplane seats when the pandemic broke out. Keeping your business simple involves not having a huge collection of products or trying to appeal to everyone because doing that just spreads your risk. It confuses customers. Instead, you need to know exactly who your customers are, what it is they want, and then offer that to them. Now, I know that sounds possibly simpler than it actually is to execute in real life, but just take it one step at a time. So think, what are the products and processes that you can strip out of your business to make it leaner and simpler? Do you have a good grip on which of your products are the most profitable for you? Based not only on their cost price, but also the time and the resources that you invest in them, such as, you know, it might have a product that takes you a very long time to fit, 
So you're investing a lot of time in it. If you're doing a lot of new products and you're having to fit each individual one, it's taking a long time. It's really overcomplicating everything. You also need to look at how quickly your stock sells. So which are the items that sell much quicker and which are those things that just sit on the shelf? If you don't know the answer to which of your products is the most profitable for you, that's actually a really good indication that you need to simplify things. I recently did a training on how to develop profitable UK-made products. And on the call, I illustrated how having a smaller range of products made locally can actually make your business more money than if you make a much bigger collection overseas. And if you want to watch the training, just go to katehills.co.uk forward slash apply for that one. Fill out the short form and we'll get straight back to you. Does your business make in the UK or would you like to? Are you struggling to raise awareness for your business and feel like you're battling against the tide of cheap imports? Finding marketing your products with limited time and on a tight budget challenging? Posting all day on Instagram, but it's not producing the results you're looking for? If so, I've got a little special something for you. Our British Brand Blueprint Workshop Bundle is a package of video workshops which will give you the motivation, confidence and tools that you need to grow a thriving UK-made brand. In this collection of videos, which we've made specially available for a limited time only, we'll show you the opportunities for UK-made brands in 2022 and beyond, why making in the UK is one of the best things that you can do for your business, how to tell the story of your brand so that your customers want to buy from you and what making sustainably in the UK really means. This video workshop bundle is for you if you make or sell clothing, textiles, accessories or homeware. You would love to be able to say that everything you sell is made in the UK and you're a small product-based business and your goal is to expand your British-made brand. The bundle contains three exclusive workshops presented by me including the British Brand Blueprint for Success, how to develop a great product offer, and is making in the UK right for you, as well as the recordings of two expert panel discussions featuring successful businesses that make in the UK. To find out more and get six months access to the videos, go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash bundle. That's makeitbritish.co.uk, a forward slash and the word bundle. Now let's get back to the episode that you were listening to. So number four on my list is the price of everything is on the up. Now, there's no doubt that the price of products and services is going to go up in 2022. The consumer price index has risen by over 5%, meaning that shoppers are going to have to pay more for things across the board. Now, this may not be such a bad thing for you if you make products in the UK, because although UK manufacturers and suppliers will see costs rising, their increases may not be as high as the additional transportation fees and duty that are added to goods brought in from overseas. This will mean that the difference between comparable goods made locally and those made in places such as China will lessen and make UK-made goods look less expensive in comparison. Don't be fooled into a false sense of security, though. This is another of this year's trends that points towards you needing to be better than ever at planning your business and having a strong grip on what it is that goes on in your supply chain. 
If you're importing raw materials from overseas, you need to keep a track of what is going on price-wise, or you may be in for a really nasty surprise when you next place an order. Even if you are using only materials that are grown, spun, processed, or manufactured in the UK, the rising cost of energy, estimated to be potentially doubling this year, is going to have a knock-on effect. And with the living wage also going up, which is the salary that many workers in manufacturing are actually paid, UK manufacturing costs are inevitably going to rise too. So make sure you know your costings inside out and the country of origin of all of your components and assess all of these costs regularly to make sure that you are still in profit on every single item. This is where having the aforementioned streamlined product offer can really help. You've got far less cost to keep track of if your product range is focused. Make sure that you have a backup plan should the price of one of your raw materials shoot up. Could you get a different material at a lower price if you needed to? Are you making enough margin to give you some wiggle room if and when cost prices do rise? If your manufacturer says that they're going to have to raise the cost price that they have quoted to you previously, don't exclaim in horror and start looking for someone cheaper. Instead, make sure that you work with them to do what is fair and right for both their business as well as yours, especially if you're also calling your brand sustainable, as we talked about earlier. Have a think as well about how you're going to communicate price rises to your customer. It's far better to explain why and illustrate how your product still offers amazing value for money rather than try and sweep the increase under the carpet and hope that they don't notice because they will and they may not buy from you at all as a result. Okay, number five on my list is that marketing that worked last year won't necessarily work this year. At the start of the pandemic, when everyone switched to working at home, many small businesses that had no offline presence or brick and mortar stores did really well out of the extra time that lockdown afforded shoppers to actually spend browsing online and looking for something a little bit special and different as well, rather than going down the high street and buying from the same old retailers. A combination of a good website and some time spent on Instagram reaped great rewards in 2020, but by the end of 2021, many brands struggled to get the same amount of website visitors or Instagram engagement that they had seen in 2020. Those businesses that took the leap to book offline shows and events in 2021 were met with mixed success. I know of some UK-made brands that had their best sales ever at some of the events that they showed at in the summer, but also others who struggled with shows that had low footfall towards the end of the year when a new variant of the virus came out and it started to curtail everyone's offline shopping. So if you are planning on doing events for 2022, don't make it your only form of marketing and selling strategy. Make sure you spread your risk. In 2021, businesses that took the step of moving away from just organic posting on Instagram as a way of driving sales in 2021, but instead shook up their marketing by trying video platforms like TikTok and YouTube, found that there was a whole new audience out there that they hadn't previously discovered on Instagram. So if there's one thing that it is for certain in 2022, Fortune definitely favours the brave when it comes to marketing. And if you don't try new things, you're likely to be left behind. And finally, number six, and I think I've saved my favourite for last, is the rise of the brand factory. 
In last year's roundup, I talked about the rise of the micro factory, and this definitely still holds true as we go into 2022. Taking control of your own production and being master of your own destiny is becoming more compelling to brands as they face longer lead times for manufacturers that are overstretched and increasingly in demand. If you've got a small business making products, having the flexibility to make to order on site can reap massive rewards. It means you can do things like make more personalized products for your customers and you can generally charge a higher price for those too. Traditional contract manufacturers have also spotted that there's an opportunity here and more and more factories are now launching their own brands, following in the footsteps of manufacturers like Cooper and Stoll brand, that successfully launched the brand Private White, or Leicester knitwear factory Jackmasters, who found success selling direct to consumers with their British Christmas jumpers collection. And they've now got a portfolio of four different knitwear brands that they sell B2C, as well as still doing some of the contract work that they do for other labels, which is what they've always done. But don't be lulled into thinking that being a brand factory or a factory brand is an easy option. Being the brand owner, as well as being the factory owner, means that you've got to wear two totally different hats. If you're a brand owner, it means designing the product as well as knowing how to market and sell it. Whilst if you're the factory owner, that entails having a really good grip on the technical side of production, as well as having excellent project management skills as you manage that flow of work from order to delivery. So if you are going to set up your own factory or you are a factory thinking of setting up your own brand, just be aware that you need to be really good at both or you need to have experts on your team that can help you. So there you go. In summary, all of the trends for UK-made brands in 2022 point towards being open-minded and flexible in terms of what is possible this year. It's never been more important to be able to pivot quickly and to try new ideas, whether that is in terms of the way you make your products or how you market and sell them. But you must remember, no matter what you do, everything starts with your customer and never has that been more important than in 2022. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Friday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. Many of the interviews that you hear on series four of this podcast are also available to watch on our YouTube channel. You can find it by going to youtube.com forward slash Make It British LTD. That's Make It British with the letters LTD. Bye bye.